Mm. Hi, guys. Welcome to Lost in Saturday Morning, the Sunday evening edition. I am one of your hosts, Noelle Harlow LaGrasso, and I am here at the beautiful LaGrasso Grotto in Florida. I am joined by my wonderfully handsome and debonair friend, Danny J. Danny, how are you today? I'm doing good. Did you like uh, how are you doing? doing my good one. <laughs> I had to like make up. I sometimes I give shitty introductions. I had to give you like a really good one. My yes. debonair, handsome friend. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> so, Danny, we're doing this on a Sunday. Yes, we are. Go to the boardwalk uh, slam bonanza, whatever. Uh, what did I go? Oh, no, 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 we didn't. Because uh, neither going to drive. Oh. So, so we did the next Specs thing, and we went to Dave and Buster's, oh, yeah. and uh, we had the kids play video games for a couple of hours, and um, which was fun. And then we had um, overpriced uh, buffet Chinese food, and then we uh, went home and watched horror movies. Uh, so that was pretty much our day. I was I was actually looking forward to going to the um, the wrestling show in in AC, but. Uh, you know, like I said, Christine wasn't really feeling driving. And, you know, if I don't have to drive, I don't. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the thing too. so I'm like, all right, whatever you want to do. I'm like, I don't care. You know, I, um, I was going to say if you were there, like I was waiting to see you check in and I didn't see it, but I was, I had a bunch of friends over there. Like my friend Francine was over there and stuff, and I was going to have you go over and chat with them, but I never say check in. And I was like, this is what I looked like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Right. I I was like, our friend uh, Gary Wolf was there, um, who, in all honesty, told me about it because I was like uh, <laughs> talking to him. And he's like, Well, I'm in Florida right now because we were talking about getting him on the show. And right. then well. he was like, Come up to AC because I'll be there next week. And I'm like, oh, Okay. And then obviously, um, uh, for the fans out there, Gorgeous George was there. And and I have a long time. I used to work with her at uh, WEW. Right. Right. And she was there and a bunch of people were there. So it was, it was a good show. Uh, and apparently there was a wrestling show that night and, um, ring of honor I, show. Yeah. So, I mean, it would have been great. We just didn't feel like going in there. And what was happening was too, um, I think things were selling out and Neen didn't want to go down and, uh, potentially, like, get down there and you couldn't get in. And uh, then, the what word. do you do? I right, hate remember we had Ava with us, too. And that's and Ava's a hard sell on anything. Yeah, yeah, she wants to go, she wants to go, too. So you go, you pay the ticket price, and then Ava's like, can we go home? Because yeah. I miss her when she does it. <laughs> like, oh, she did that. The first time we were down in uh, Florida for Disney World, we, we got checked in, we drove 18 hours, and we drive and we check in, and we go to our first dinner, which was going to be a um, character dinner. And she goes, uh, I just want to go home. I'm like, well, honey, we just packed in. We're going to eat dinner. And then we'll, we'll probably go back and get settled. She goes, no, home to Clifton Heights. Oh, my said, <laughs> and we grill out in this like Disney restaurant. I'm like, are you out of your effing mind? <laughs> Do you know how much we paid for this meal? <laughs> yeah. The F-bombs were dropping like no tomorrow in Disney World. It was funny. but um, It's the happiest place on earth. You know, I go constantly. So you know how many like meltdowns, breakdowns, family fights I see? It's amazing. <laughs> we, on Friday, we went, Vito actually had some time. Remember I told you Vito actually had some time off for a change because he's always yeah. working somewhere. So he was off um, Thursday and Friday. Thursday, I was kind of a little sore. We did the pool. We did all that stuff. I really didn't feel good still Friday. And I was like, he never has off. So we did a character breakfast. We went over to the Grand Floridian and we did 1900 Park Fair. Right. And, um, we've, I've never done that one before. I've done some in like Epcot and stuff, but I never did that one before. And oh my God, both of us had a blast. That's good. And hung out at the hotel and we, we, we gave a tour on YouTube of the Grand Floridian, all the grounds outside and stuff for everybody on YouTube. And we're going to do a review. Uh, I think it's going to come out tomorrow or Tuesday of the buffet at Park Fair. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, was it good? Oh, my God. Worth every penny. It was amazing. So we, we get into the <laughs> it, it was <laughs> really it was the best Disney food I've had. And I've eaten like 
everywhere in Disney. And it's that, funny. It's the happiest place on earth, but as far as food is concerned, it's rather mediocre for the most part. I noticed you that. You have to have certain things that you get. Like I'm on like this getting cupcake things now. They yeah. have the best cupcakes. And literally oh. over at Disney Springs, they have a cupcake vending machine where they have fresh baked cupcakes in this vending machine and you just get the cupcake from there. But there's certain stuff, like I can tell you, when you guys come down next time, well, I'll take you next time. Yeah. When, when you come down, there's like Rose and Crown over in Epcot, amazing like fish and chips and like English oh, yeah, yeah. food that's really good. And I always eat at Morocco because I love like Euro stuff like that. So they have like hummus and lamb meat and stuff. I know Euro's Greek, but they have the stuff that makes <coughs> right. So I got I got places I'll take you. So you can either get like a semi good meal or you can hang with me and get an excellent meal. And one of my favorite places, the cheapest place in entire Disney, is Casey's on the corner, a Magic Kingdom, hot dogs. But they're the best freaking hot dogs in the world, and they. <laughs> That's what we had on, on my birthday. The kids and I, when we had that picnic in front of the castle, so we could watch all the parades and the shows. We sat right, right in the grass. We had Casey's hot dogs and fries. I was perfectly happy. I was gourmet to me. I was like, all right. That's awesome. Hi, Ron. Ron's in the chat uh, right now. Oh, Come wait. Back. I have to refresh my chat. I can't see anybody. Oh, hi, Ron. There you are. Hello. Thank you, Ron, for joining us. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, it'll be fun. What we'll do is I'll get a, a motorcycle helmet. I'll jump on your chair, and we'll roll downhill. <laughs> hey, I've been doing really good with my wheelchair. You'd be proud of me. I've been doing- knuckles, gloves. I have the, yeah, I have to wear gloves because they have brakes built in. So when you're on, oh, wheel, yeah. If, yeah, if you don't use wheelchair gloves, your hands get all ripped apart. Like uh, I'm on my thumbs from grabbing the chair, but I've had those from always grabbing the chair. But you can't break in that sucker. You get on that hill over by Epcot, you're F, dude. And you're folks, let me tell you, as, as good as she looks, to have hands like a 45-year-old sailor would be horrible. Yeah, yeah, I gotta keep like I gotta keep the hands. I'm okay. Like I gotta be all right. Oh, I forgot to put my pink ring in. Um, yeah. I gotta be okay with the hands. But I wear the gloves, and you know what? I have very unique gloves. Mine are sugar skulls. I have a blue pair and a white pair. So mine are cute. Like I don't have like old people wheelchair gloves. You look like you're in Break Into Electric Boogaloo. I am in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> they have this parade in Disney. This is like our shows turn into Disney, but whatever. I'm a fan. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, like they have this parade in Disney where everybody gets out and dances and you get taxi, you say what song you want to hear and all the characters come out and dance you. I dance in the wheelchair right in the street. I'm like, come here, Woody from Toy Story. Let's cut it up. And then we'll dance. I'll dance. I've danced with Buzz, Woody. I've had the dancers pull me out in the street. Like I've been in this parade a lot, by the way. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping to go this week. Maybe my, maybe uh, my new friend, Melissa will go with me. Nice. The Magic Kingdom, if I feel better. That'd be crappy. So this week's topic, Dan, now that we've brought everybody up, let's bring them down. This week's topic. Yeah, right. It's a horrible topic. This, I know, Dan, I'm drinking. Here <laughs> in this lovely Big Vito and that well, anniversary mug that can be purchased on BigVito.com or HarlowWink.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we are going to talk about 80 sitcoms. Why is everybody an orphan? And like yes. I possibly say that because why, dude? Why? And I've picked out patient number zero for you. Sure. I've picked out where this started. It started where? before 80 sitcoms, 1977 Broadway musical brought to film with Albert Finney called Annie. Yes. And that's where it all started. And then yeah. it went on a roll from there because then we get Janet Jackson rolling on into good times. And she's an orphan, and they got to adopt her. So Annie was the first one. She's the first patient zero of the orphan trend. Never now, trust a kid with a fro. Yeah, I mean, she had an orange fro. Like, didn't, I carried an Annie doll. I had an Annie dress. All little kids loved Annie. In fact, I confronted my mom because I thought I was an orphan. Right. Did I tell you that story? No, you did not tell me that story. It's a true story, by the way. You could ask Big Joyce. It really happened. So I watched Danny and I'm thinking, I don't look like my sister. I don't look like my mom. I look exactly like my dad and my aunt. Like you've met my family. Like yeah. I look exactly, but in my head. Yeah, you I, don't. That's right. You're absolutely right. 
I don't think my dad has blue eyes. My eyes are brown. I'm not taking into account my mom's eyes are brown. Now, you know, I'm thinking my sister has blonde hair. My hair's dark. It's not, I'm like, I'm like going through all this shit and I watch Annie and I'm like, oh my God, I'm an orphan. So I go to my mom and I'm crying and I said, mom, I'm an orphan. Well, my mom almost lost her shit, but she goes, I have your birth certificate that proves that you're not an orphan. My mom goes over, she has this little metal box she keeps stuff in. She opens the box up, she pulls out a birth certificate that's handwritten like a Cabbage Patch Kid. Wow. And I looked at it and I said, well, where's Aaron's? And she pulled out Aaron's and Aaron's was printed. Ah. And I did you, did you look underneath your foot to see if Xavier was written underneath? I did. I was like, <laughs> I'm like looking at my ass. It was on the ass. I'm like trying to see it. What it was was my mom back in 19 blah blah blah. They had yeah. <laughs> a, uh, <laughs> you got a birth registry. Yes. And you had the birth registry and you sent in to get the birth certificate. But by the time my sister was born, only 14 months later. They just sent you registered at the hospital and they sent you the birth certificate right away. I was registered a big board. I had a social security number and all that. But to get like that birth certificate that wasn't in like records, you had to send for it with the registry. She never did? She never sent for it. It was sitting there. So I thought my mom made up this fake Cabbage Patch Kid ass birth certificate up. So even after she told me I was an orphan, I swore to God I was an orphan. <laughs> It took me a long time to realize I wasn't an orphan. I kept looking out the window going, my rich parents will come for me someday. And they never did. And then I found out my parents were my parents and I'm stuck. And that was it. Your mom had a basket. Did she show you the basket you showed up in? Also, I was like, did I grow in the garden? Like, what, where did I come from? Like, I'm probably maybe seven. Maybe. Yeah, I was definitely seven or eight. I would have slipped a plastic leaf in your pants and be like, you were grown on a tree. I'd have done that to my kids too. Oh, totally. It'd be like, look, look, it came right out of your ass. Look at this. But my parents liked to watch me squirm. They were also the ones that didn't tell me what my real name was until I was starting kindergarten because I went by a nickname. I didn't even know what my real fucking name was. And look how butthurt I am about that. And I love my parents. They're the best, but I'm so butthurt. So then like I argued about that and it turned out my real name wasn't what I thought it was. <laughs> so then years later after the thing, I'm about maybe nine. And my mom was like, oh, that's not your real name either. And they worked me on that deal. Then I thought my real name was something like rainbows and butterflies or something stupid. They're like, oh, yeah, we were hippies. So we named you after nature. And I'm like, what? They're like, your real name is not what you think it is again. And it was a work. It was a rib. That was my real name was my real name. But it wasn't the first time. So how was I supposed to know? I the other thing is, let's get back to the Big Joyce, if you mention your name to Big Joyce, she like rolls her eyes. Yeah, she goes, yeah. and my name is my grandmother's name. Yes. Like, so how was I buying that work? Like, I had the same name as my grandmother. Yes. Hello, stupid. She's <laughs> 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 not real either. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking, how am I going to tell my friends my name is Rainbow? Like, Rainbow Bright? Like, they're going to bust my balls on this one. And I'm, like, sitting here trying to figure out. And my mom's like, you really believe that? <laughs> <laughs> I do that kind of shit to my kids. But, not like, I tried to convince them there was a curse on Mr. Hooper's store in Sesame Street. And whoever runs Mr. Hooper's store dies. And my daughter believed it. And they were older, though. <laughs> Let me tell you about the recurring dream I had. Uh, I haven't had it in years, uh, but I've had it four times in my lifetime. And it's always the same exact dream. And what it is is that it starts off, I'm in a cornfield. And you know how when you're in a dream, all basic knowledge of what's happening right then at that point is there. You know right. what's going on, right? Right. So in this dream, it starts off, I'm in a cornfield, and everyone is running away from scarecrows. Now, scarecrows are running after you to try to get you. This is some scary fucking shit, right? Very Wizard of Oz fucked upness. Like, really fucked up shit. So, it's very like, uh, not like Walking Dead because they walk so slow, the zombies. I'm talking like... 28 days later or whatever when the fucking things oh, were yeah. Ron, that was fucked up, wasn't it? Yeah, right? And like, 
uh, like these fucking things are running after you and you're in the you're in the, the cornfield and blah, blah blah and then I come across Mr. Hooper's store. Right? Stop, you're part of the curse. Right? So then I go into Mr. Hooper's store, which is very dark inside, because I remember that my uh, my time in we had a little five and dime near me when I was a kid, and it was always very dark in there. We always went during the day. So there's never Every five and dime was dark. It was like a rule. It was like you, they they sold everything but light bulbs in these stores, right? So we had, one. We had you, go you go in. I go in this dark Mister Hooper store, and there's nobody there, right? Mm -hmm. And I come across a big white Frigidaire 1950s style refrigerator, like with the big long. Oh yeah, the big the looking top to them. Right, it was like a big egg looking thing. Right. And I open it up, and there are these Muppet-style vegetables dancing and singing inside the refrigerator. And then I wake up. That's like Pee-wee's Playhouse almost. It, almost. And I'm so convinced that that's my, my brain bringing me down from what was a very traumatic, to, in my mind, couple minutes that I was dealing with. You know what I mean? Your mind works in such weird ways. But that is one of those like things where I wake up like sweating from it, and I'm like, oh my god! And like I didn't like Sesame Street as a kid. I didn't watch it really. My sister yeah. watched it. My brother did. I never really liked watching it. Like I would watch it, I guess, but I was more into talk shows as a child. It was always funny because I used to watch Merv Griffin and Johnny Carson. Me and, too, because I was with that my was my thing, and my mom always said. You know, when, whenever I'd asked you why you liked watching those shows, you said, because they're talking to me. Because they would be talking into the camera, much like you and I are doing. So I was under the impression that they were speaking directly to me from the TV set. Dan, you know what was my reoccurring dream as a kid? Hmm. This, this, is, this is ties, like, right into, like, yours, but mine was. Do you remember the episode of the Smurfs with the Gnap? Yes. Okay. He bit you in the ass, and you I turned into a Gnap. Yeah, it turned color, and then you were like, it was almost like zombies for kids. Get up, get up. And then I dreamed that a boy in my neighborhood, as I lived in this, this city then, a boy in my neighborhood got bit, and he had, like, the ganap. But he didn't say ganap. He just growled. He turned a horrible shade of purple and then chased people. And he was biting all of my family members and just biting the shit out of them. I had that dream over and over and over again for probably a good six years. It scared me that bad. Thank you, Pele. Fucking Gnap. <laughs> fucking French guy. Yeah, but fucking Gnap. With his Gnaps. His Gnap. It was horrible. It was horrible. That was my, that and the TV used to chase me in my dreams. We had a TV on wheels. Yes. When I was really little, like, it, you know, you used to have the TV carts and they would roll. Mm. And we had one of those in our kitchen, I believe it was. And I dreamed that the TV, it might have been my parents' room, I dreamed that the TV would chase me because one time it actually fell. Yes. And I was near it and it must have shocked me so bad that like I dreamed that the TV chased me. Now I review TV shows. I'm thinking about it now as we're talking about this subject and all. If you go into shows that really didn't even go over um, orphan children, a lot of kids were orphanized in television back then too and a big corporate uh, not corporate but a big cul culprit of that was like facts of life those girls were raised by mrs garrett all the way into their late 30s yeah really i mean they, you know, they never left this poor bitch opened a store with mrs garrett mrs garrett was like i just want to fucking get laid and i need for you and get a yeah and get out of here so she had a Cloris Leachman in because Mrs. Garrett wanted to get laid for so many years. She couldn't stand it anymore. And she moved in. I'm done. I'm done. You're like, you're in your forties. Get the fuck out of my house. Lord George Clooney in the neighborhood to marry some of these bitches off. But none of them went. None Not of them went. They didn't go after. So she had to bring Cloris Leachman in. Like, well, the one that plays Joe is gay. You know? She's gay. Legit. Yeah, she's legit gay. And that would have, that could have been, you know, you could have concerned. You could have like really confirmed that by her unteen years on lifetime but um yeah really <laughs> yeah. but no real in real life uh, nancy mccain i think her name is uh <laughs> she is a lesbian in real life and um so she wasn't going with george and yeah, then she was more interesting the funny thing was she was the rough one that turned out to be the sec the most sexy one 
on that show. Well, it's always the one that you don't that they try to push down your throat as the sexy one that isn't. I mean, look at look at Scooby Doo, Thelma, for Christ's sakes. I mean, dude, yeah. that performed hit Daphne far by far. Far by far. What was the one? No, I like redheads. What was the one I was saying the other day that was that was somebody that was more effable than who they pushed on you? Do you remember what it was the other day I was talking about? Was this on the air or off the air? Might have been off the air. Might have been on Twitter. If anybody knows that's watching, chime in. I like, never read my Twitter at all. Good things, Dan. I'm so horrible at Twitter. I see your things come on, then I go pass, 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 and then I touch We're something. Supposed to be promoting our brand. How are we supposed to launch a major internet network of radios? I'm one guy. It's not working off of me. <laughs> Should get a bigger house first. Who was effable? Who was this effable person? God, who was it that was fuckable before the other one? I can't remember. Vito agreed, but I can't remember who it was. What? Was it an 80s show and was it live action? I think it was cartoon. Oh, it was cartoon. So you had Daphne and Velma. You have um, Fred. You have uh, uh, Wilma and, and Betty. You said Fred. You said Fred I know, right? I'm not effing either Fred and Barney, dude. <laughs> They're on Fred. their own. Well, Barney looked like a short version of Joe Rockhead. Yeah, I really, I can't with with the Barney. And I have so many really, friends that are like Joe Rockhead at UPS. It's so funny, but um, I'm not really into the uh, the uh, uh, what am I gonna say? The uh, the blondes. I like guys that are taller than me, which isn't that hard to do because I'm kind of short. I'm like going through my Twitter right now, trying to find out who I said was affable. Not not Mantar. Not Mantar. He's the one that came up because I thought Ronda Rousey looked like Mantar the other day. Not Goldar. No, not Goldar. <laughs> what the hell was I even talking about? Well, it wasn't all the way back. This will drive me nuts. I can't remember. I, I digress. I digress. I'm moving. Somebody was more fuckable than that. If you go on my Facebook, I'll have to repost them and I'll probably put them. I'll put them back. I'll put them on the Lost in Saturday Morning's uh, Facebook page. Uh, I did a, a marry fuck kill, and and a, a good number of them cartoon animated women, like uh, Lois. Just you, you just know, like, you just picked the topic for Thug Wives this week. Congratulations! It's gonna be it's gonna be marry fuck kill. Boom! I'm good. That's, That's the topic. This the girls don't even know yet. Did you just pick that it? show's gonna go an hour and a half. We're not cutting that show short. Yeah. Oh yeah. That show the length of the show. That we make it too hard on audio radio. This past week's show was 50 minutes. I just watched it. It was 50 minutes. It wasn't even an hour because you wanted to get off. We're well, going yeah, an hour. I, have to, I recorded a show before that. Oh, did you? I don't care what you yeah. did. I did an hour before that because I record for the Realm Network. I, I record four or five episodes before I even do shit with you. And then I take care of my children afterwards. <laughs> so I don't give a shit about it. And, and I don't sleep. So I don't care. I'm on a sitting up time limit. So I got to squish everything in. Like I'm recording an audio podcast. You have a laptop and you go like this. <laughs> That's what it's getting to. I need to like, we're house shopping currently. Like, well, you know that already. Like we're, like we're in like a temporary like place, but it's not, we're like in a luxury resort place, but like we got to go get like a house, right? So yes. every time Vito and I go and we look at a house, we're like, okay, it's got to have a studio. He needs a man cave. I need my space away from Vito and Bruiser. Uh, and we need a bedroom and we need a guest room. And I'm like, we may as well just buy a mansion. Now, if we can hit the lottery, <laughs> that would work out for us. It's like, right. I can't find a house. So I found a house the other day that fit all of our needs, right? Perfect. On the water. It looked like Disney World in the back. It was freaking gorgeous. And oh. I'm like, oh, V, this is great. And he's like, this is a great place. I put a thing in to look at it. They're like, oh, pending contract. I said, it just went up. They're like, yeah, well, somebody just bought it. That easy. That quick. Well, it's very, it's yeah. a very low cost of living down there. So, I mean, it, it's the real estate goes quickly. It does go quickly. It's not like yeah. home. Although I sold my house in like two weeks, remember? That's true. Uh, Fan Sports 5. Hi in the chat room. How you doing? Hi. Um, Join in, guys. We're talking about orphans on 80s television. We talk about <laughs> good times. We're not really. But anyway. We're not really talking at all yet. Uh, but let's get let's rattle off the, the names we have. We have the the Jackson kids who were Arnold and um, Willis on different strokes. Seventy eight. We had Webster. Webster was we had, 
was another one. We had uh, Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster. Rags to Riches. Do you remember Rags to Riches? It was a musical. I remember show, but I don't know who was in it, though. There was I didn't watch. Six Orphan Kids. It was kind of trying to be like a... Um, like an Annie, but there were six orphan teenagers and a little girl. They lived in a Bel Air mansion. They sang and performed every week. They were bankrolled by some big ass playboy who took them in like their father. Jeez, no. it sounds like an old fucking show in the eighties, right? Yeah, my sister Sam. For a second though, there you ask why these kids are orphans, and but then if you go in there, you're talking about uh, like Webster burnt down an entire apartment building. All right, so he's an arsonist. Um, Webster's an arsonist with a kidney ailment. Right. Arnold, uh, or Arnold from different strokes left his buddy, uh, Dudley to be molested in a bike shop. Yeah. By the guy from WKRP. Right. The big guy. Yeah. Dude. So, so that's another thing. So Arthur Carlson. Oh, I got sexiness things. Oh, world sexiness. Punky Brewster got caught shoplifting. Did she really? Yeah. It was a very special episode. He, uh, I love those special episodes because they were always like abandoned, abandoned by her mom. That's Punky Brewster's thing. And then she was adopted by everybody's favorite old fart, Henry, who was also a police academy. Let me tell you something. You know you're bad when your mom got rid of you. Yeah, when your mom leaves you at a shopping mall. You're and leaving her peach. <laughs> and she's like, keep going. Yeah, and you know what? She's she was dressed like a homeless person and never stopped. So it was pretty much like this kid like had rags to wear. She picked up a dog. Oh, uh, Fansport Five says Albert Ingalls on Little House. Yes, another orphan child. There was lots of orphan children. That was nineteen. What was that? Nineteen seventy something. That was nineteen seventy eight until the eighties, and it yeah. still runs in syndication today. If you look for it, Charles Ingalls was the head of the Ingalls household, played by. Uber Hollywood looking Michael Landon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they had a lot of orphans on there. Mr. Edwards married and he adopted two orphans and then his whole family died. That was brutal. Uh, there was a there was a lot of orphan children. Um, after Nellie left the nest at the mercantile, they adopted another kid. I think what ended up happening was the diversity of having a regular family that's all the same was not good enough. We needed to have conflict. So let's have the urban black kids <coughs> with the older, old school white guy. Let's have, uh, you know, like uh, this, this, this family over here are hippies to adopt Cambodians. And it was like just weird shit. Weird. Addicted to Profit says, I'd rather talk about A-Team. I'll tie in. Mr. T was on different strokes. Yes. And I love A-Team. And we will talk about it because I know Dan watched A-Team. I watched A-Team. I want to do a whole show. And maybe we'll do it next week, Dan. How about we do a show about the action shows in the 80s like A-Team and Fall Guy. And I think we should do a series because there's so much you can do about these shows. Like we could do a whole show on the A-Team. Yeah, I we love the A-Team. A show on Night Riders. of the A-Team. You know, we could do a whole show on Knight Rider, which was like my, yeah. my favorite from the 80s. There was Riptide. There was Hunter. Do you know who the Cars the cars voice was for A-Team? A-Team didn't have a car voice. Or not A-Team, I'm sorry. I read, I was reading the chat. Um, For Kit, the car? You're, what, the original guy was the guy from St. Elsewhere. Yeah, the guy from St. Elsewhere. He was also, also on Saved by the Bell. No, it wasn't Saved by the Bell. It was Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. He was the principal. Oh, on Boy Meets World. He was yeah. also in the Broadway musical and film 1776. He played John Adams. There you go. And not to um, give out more because we're going to talk about it in a whole show, but the new Knight Rider, the new kit, was voiced by uncredited Val Kilmer. Really? Yes. We just finished our Batman series as Val. We talked about Val and Val. Batman. Val was Kit. Val was Kit in the new one season off uh, new Kit Knight Rider as a Mustang. Big Josh confirms William Daniels was Kit, the original. William Daniels, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Dan and I don't sleep. Thank you. Everybody that's joining us. I know what he looks like. Our show airs on Saturday, like Saturday mornings. But and if, if anybody can figure out what the name of um, 
Garth was, who who played Garth, not Garth. It was Carr. Garth was Michael was uh, what's his face? But um, Carr, who was Kit's rival. Same oh, yeah. We're not doing the show. We're not doing the show right now. Big Josh will know. Big Josh, let us know. Don't put it in the thing here, Big Josh. Yeah, put it in the chat. Inbox me. Inbox me. Inbox us and save it. We'll we'll talk about it in the next show. Right. So we also have my sister Sam. Yes. Another orphan show, if you remember. Sixteen-year-old girl, rural Oregon, grows up living with her aunt and uncle, and after they die, she moves in with her sister in San Francisco. Um, and the sister's a photographer. That yeah. show was cut short because Yeah. Yeah, there's a yeah. murder. Uh, was uh, murdered by a stalker, that poor actress. Yeah. Very sad. Stalker. That's terrible. You know. You know the, um, the, there's some random ones. Double Trouble was one in eighty four with identical twins. Yes. That one was a little weird. Um, if I you could look at it. In the 80s, for the most part, anytime you had small children, uh, due to acting laws, uh, twins were casted to play one part. And it would be like they would split the time up in in half uh, in order for them to be, because at a certain age, you couldn't work a, a certain amount of hours. Right. So it was eight hours, you got four hours for one twin, four hours for the other. That's where you get the Olsen twins from. They played uh, on a fa on family matters or family house. Rather. Where the hell was that? Full house, bro. Full house. <laughs> family, family house, full matters. Yeah, wow. you know, combining three different shows. Um, okay. But uh, that, that was a thing too back in the day. So to have um, the struggles of like this kid is impressionable and it's always like where it's a challenge for the person taking on these adoptees. Okay. Right. They, they have to install some sort of value system in this child's life. And they make it. So it's such a challenge that like, well, how the fuck did they get the kid in the first place? Right. If they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Well, you know? here's one where you said install. If you recall Small Wonder, they adopted the robot because everybody thought the robot was a human. There's another adopted swerve for you. That's what happened with them, if you if you don't recall. Right. Wonder, they had to adopt her because everybody thought she was like the cousin or the whatever. So, um, you know, that there was that. Uh, Alf, they adopted the alien into their house. It was always enough to have wasn't enough to have an orphan from Earth. We had to get him from outer space as well. There was also an orphan on Mork and Mindy, if you remember. It was like Jonathan Winters played. Like they aged. No, no, no. He wasn't an orphan. That was Mork's kid. Right, right. The mom died or something, right? No, I think he laid an egg. Oh, I but, don't remember. I hated that show. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and he, and it, you, they aged in reverse. Oh, right. Old right, exactly. My two dads. Nicole Bradford's mom dies. The judge grants custody to the two men that might be her dad because her mom was a war. Riser and the guy that played BJ and BJ and the Bear. Yeah, that guy was hot back in the day. I'm not going to lie. I I know, like, I like, it was kind of sexy for me. Like, I that epi there was that one episode where it was kind of like a pretty in pink episode where she was going to uh, a dance and she had to choose between the kid that really loves her and the guy that she really likes because he's like a hot little dude. Right. Right. And he loves her, like loves her to death. And is like her best friend, but he like, right. he's like professing his love for her and she chooses the good looking dude. And I was like, I remember it was like 1980 something and I'm a young guy and I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> like fucking young guy that gets friends with you. He loves you. That kid don't fucking give a shit. I, 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 their dad's never helped anything. The judge had to stay involved in their life that that put her in there. Like she never left. She was always there. The one guy's a tight ass financial analyst. The other one is a like a mullet sporting art garbage using freak. And right. Mom was a whore. Oh, these could be your two dads, but we're not going to test them. Right, we don't know. Like three decades before. And how the fuck did they get her? <laughs> That's the thing, too. How did they get, how did somebody say, yeah, give this daughter to these two guys? Yeah. Who may or may not be her father. 
Here you go. We don't know who your dad is, even though we could find out by blood tested DNA by this point. He's uh, in the chat. Fansport said, did facts of life have orphans? Yes, it did. Um, uh, there is a boy. His father in real life played uh, the father in the Adams oh. family and his mom was Patty Duke. What's that jabroni's name? Aston. Who? Aston. The guy? The kid? There's a kid. Cloris Leachman adopts in Facts of Life that's an orphan. It was the, the, the kid from the Goonies? No, his brother. Oh, I forget his name. The other, the, the, the non popular one. Yeah, well, he was. <laughs> the popular one. He was the yeah, orphan. Yeah, no. Cloris him. I'll tell you right now, Joe, because her father was a deadbeat. And mother was not around. Joe died. The mother, yeah, she was an orphan. For yeah, Joe was an orphan. And then, then also the unpopular Aston kid was an orphan. He was and the unpopular Aston kid, that's right. In Growing Pains towards the end, they had to give a little butt kick to that one. And homeless Leonardo DiCaprio rolls in and Mike adopts him. Yes. It was yep. real easy to adopt anybody in the 80s. I don't think you even need paperwork. Apparently in the 80s, all you have to do is be like, um, hey, I really found this homeless kid on the street. Can they just come over? Like, is that like, okay? Hey, Nene. Hey. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. Everybody has the name. I'm okay. He's okay. I was at Walmart and wanted to murder people, but now I'm home and it's okay. That's why I stay out of the Walmart. I have them bring it to the house. Because in Florida, you can imagine that Walmart is a strange place. I'm making <laughs> Danny J's dinner. Yes. Aww. That's so cute. I had to order McDonald's. You had to order McDonald's and have it Ubered. <laughs> and it's the second day I had to do that. I eat chicken wraps, though, guys. That's healthy. Yeah, let me tell you something. If you guys have it going on down there, Arby's two for six on the bacon cheddar melts. Phenomenal, dude. Just get that. It's awesome. I don't think there's an Arby's down here. No. Oh, yeah, there's another a little house in the prairie. Todd, Todd Bridges wanted the Ingles to adopt him. They adopted a lot of people, the Ingles. Yeah, they, they really did. They like, opened up the door and they let them. They a blind kid marry. That was their kid. Yeah, I know. They had to make up for her. Archie Bunker had an adopted kid. Who? They had a little girl that they adopted who turned out to be a singer now as an adult, but she was adopted and she was on Archie Bunker's place. She was Edith's niece. Oh, on Archie Bunker's place. Yeah, she well, was she was on fiddle. Archie Bunker for a little while and then when Gloria she and me yeah. yeah. okay. Also, you can't forget Give Me a Break, cute face Joey Lawrence and his like bull cut hair having brother. Yep. They were adopted because they had no mom and a deadbeat dad. Yep. You're absolutely. Oh, what about that that annoying kid that was on the Brady Bunch? That blonde. Oh no, he was cousin Oliver. He was just staying for the weekend, and he ruined the whole show. And then the everybody weekend got lasted off. a whole season. Yeah, he was done. He destroyed the whole fucking Saturday and Sunday. That <laughs> show that show ended because, because have, cousin Oliver sucked these so bad. They just ended the show. They said, "Fuck it, done." Fuck it, cousin Oliver. F him. He was the shit. I'm sweating my ass off over here, Dan. I shouldn't be drinking and podcasting. No, not at all. I am sweating. And I have like little like, I'm not going to show everybody. That'd be so unclassy of me. I have little short shorts on. Okay, oh, sure. here we got a rundown. We have a rundown of all the people that the- hey, Are you ready? What? Go ahead. All right. They adopted Albert, James and Cassandra. Charles lost his son, Frederick, as a newborn. He adopted- uh, Mary was his biological kid. Laura, Carrie, and Grace were his biological kids. Yes. So they adopted James, Cassandra, Albert. They had a kid that died. Dude, fan sports the, 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 the bomb. Cabbage Patch Kids were also 80s. Uh, addicted to profits, saying. They and were they had a show. Them. And they had a show. And then they came out with fucking pets, and you had to adopt their fucking pets. Yeah, they were fucking orphans too. The pets. Jesus Christ, everybody was an orphan. So here's here's the bottom line. Technically, most of the Smurfs were orphans. Yeah, I don't even know. That's a weird, like a Smurfette might have been a whore deal. I No, Smurfette came in afterwards and she wasn't really a Smurf. 
if you know your created her to trap the smurfs right and then she became a smurf via papa smurf he said a little bit jj would liven up Sorry, his you, see I, you see yeah. Yeah. Down. We're not done podcasting yet. You can't come on. I don't care if it's National Dog Day. No. You already spilt my beer and licked it up. It's got one tied on. He's wandering around the house. All right. So the bottom line is, Dan, why? Why? I'm bringing this whole show to a close right now. Why, Dan? Why are there so many orphans in the but 80s? There's so many fuck-ups. All these kids were fuck-ups. Why? And, what was and the people that got involved with, with them, they were fuck-ups too. And they said, put them all together. Like drank out of the garden hose and ride around in the back of pickup trucks and like didn't wear helmets when we wore bikes and we played with rusty metal toys our parents played with in 1955. You think that had anything oh, to do There you go. Uh, the Duke boys were orphans. Right? Uncle Jesse. Oh my God. This yeah. world is bigger than we even thought it was. Everybody was an orphan in the 80s. Everybody was. Everybody was an orphan. And you know what, too? Going into the 90s, you never saw Urkel's parents, and they were constantly leaving him home alone because they couldn't stand him. They couldn't stand him at all. They even bought him that fucking car. <laughs> they, they, they couldn't stand him. They wanted him gone. So they were gone all the time. So yeah. Urkel was always next door drooling over Lars. So Urkel possibly... Well, I figured what's the name was a cop, so... Yeah, yeah, they were like, Carl's a cop. Carl's a cop. Carl's a cop on everything he's ever played in. I know. Isn't it funny? <laughs> He's like the official African-American cop. Yeah. Like that's his title. Yeah. They're like, oh, this show calls for a black cop. Call Carl. Carl Winslow. I don't even know what his real name is, but call him because he's, he's the official black cop of the 80s and 90s. He was. He Carl was. Winslow. So basically, there's a lot of orphans. It's possible it's because everybody drank out of the garden hose and rode bikes without helmets and rode in the back of pickup trucks. And play with rusty toys, and your mm. mom sent you outside in the morning. And then when the street light came on, your ass better hit the porch. If not, you ended up on a milk carton. That's why I think there's so many orphans. That's my summary. And you know what the funny thing is too, and and bring us into real life for a second. Um, you and I are, and this is no lie. You you are like one of the only other people that I'm friends with. Who has who comes from a together family? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, my your parents are together how long? Uh, forty-two years, I think. Before my mother's passing, my parents were together fifty-two years married. I think fifty-six or fifty-seven together. Yeah, you know, seven years together, and and we still be going strong today. You know, had my mother not passed, but you know. Of all my friends, I was the only one that had parents. Me too. All my friends' parents, well, only a handful weren't divorced or on a second marriage when I was a kid. Right. And you know what the funny thing was, too? Uh, most of my friends, and, well, you're younger than me, but you, too, uh, have much younger parents. Yeah, my parents are pretty young. My parents are, my parents were, my dad's 76. My mom was 76, 77, would have been. Um, so my parents were older. You know, they were like the grandparent age of some of a lot of my friends. Their parents were, oh, my mom's boyfriend, my dad's girlfriend, blah, blah. It's always like was a boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm like, I don't get this. And like, I would go to my friend's house whose mom was like, would stop by. He lived with his grandparents. He was an orphan. And his mom would stop. Yeah, orphans. Father was a truck driver, just did his thing, never came around. The mother was like a military brat. She was a military person. And she was like hot. Like I asked her to the prom, my buddy's my buddy's mom, um, because she was hot. She was just really hot, and um, and not like like you're like oh like hot for a mom. No, she was hot. She was, she was like, hot, hot. She was, yeah. you know, my mom is still my mom still works full time. She's not even retired. Like people like I people go oh well, your mom's got to be retired because you know whatever. And I'm like. No, my mom's not old enough to retire. Not even close. Well, sorry, <laughs> and they weren't teenage parents. They were just very young, and they had their shit together. My mom was. My dad's a little older. He's retired. Right. Well, but I got to remember too. It's weird. In the fifties, they got married and started families early, legitimately. Right. In the eighties, we started families because we were irresponsible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the shit, the timeline never changed, 
just the fucking reason why shit happened changed. And now it's almost like nobody gets married. People are getting married in their 40s and 50s because like, well, I've never been married, shit. Let me tell you something. Marriage marriage kills your dating life. Oh, yeah. You can't date after that. You're I'm not. just putting it out there right now. If you're married, you're not dating that much. Um, and what happens is, too, um, you, it, shit just happens because you're married. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? You can't. Like, I, I, you're married to the same same girl you were with you that's your you know get for the first this is my second marriage and things change things are different like you get married and i got married really really young i had kids really really young so everybody's like oh my god your kids i'm like yeah my kids are adults like because i had kids really super super young i was a teen mom it's not a big deal but um you know the bundies took an orphan in when? That's right. They did. Everybody did. Oh my God. That just popped up in the chat. I'm like the Bundys yeah, and I remember the little blonde kid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying when too. Seven. The little blonde haired kid. Seven? Yeah. That was his name. What the fuck was that? Was I not watching that show then? You must not have been. It was after Buck died and they put in a new Buck. Oh, uh, no, no. After Buck died, I think I was done with that show. Yeah, that was a jump to show. <laughs> it's sad when the one of the funniest shows on television goes down because the dog died. <laughs> yeah. When the dog died, I wasn't interested. They tried to make up some shit. Do you remember King Kong Bundy was related to them? Yes. He was yeah. one of their relatives? I just thought I'd throw that out there. Was that the oh. episode where he had the Glow Girls come on too? Yes, the Glow Girls. Yeah, the Farmer's Daughter went on and right. Hollywood and Vine, I think, were on there with the girls from Glow were on there. I love the girls from Glow. Damn. And Yes. Give me your gem for the week. I'm watching my time because Vito's got to record Getting Color with Vince Russo. Oh, very good. <laughs> for this week's gem, we're going to go Man and Machine Power Extreme. I'm going with the Centurions. Uh, oh, there you go. 19, I believe, 86. Uh, this is a story about, once again, it is a show to, um, uh, what's the name? Um, oh, let me go. Turn it down. This is a show to sell toys, like most of the stuff was back then. Uh, it was about these uh, three guys, Ace McCloud, Max Ray, and Jake Rockwell. If you listen to their names, you can tell what they did. Ace McCloud was a pilot. <laughs> Max Ray was a sea operations expert. And Jake Rockwell was a land operations expert. Uh, and what they did was they fought Doc Terror. Doc Terror who shared the same technology as them because back in the 80s, all cartoons, if you had a good guy that had a certain thing to do, the bad guys did the same exact fucking thing, okay? Um, and Doc Terror and Hacker, uh, they were global terrorists. And this was back when cartoons could have gratuitous violence and we were okay with it because and the kids- Nobody were, broke we your balls about it. We, we had balls and we weren't pussies about it. Um, they would call upon these weapon systems that would be beamed down from Skybolt, from Crystal, and a fucking orangutan. I don't know what a fucking orangutan was up there. And it would be these different systems that were basic, medium. They were like small, medium, and large. You know, like you got like Title Blast was like Max's little thing. And then he had like something else where it was like this gigantic fucking submarine that would fucking connect to him. And they later uh, added two more characters, an Indian guy and a red-headed guy. Um, but the toys were great. They were really, really tall. They were about so big. And you can connect. You could buy the weapon system separately. We talked about these when we did our um, toys that should yeah. matter. Yeah. If yeah. anybody missed that, go back and They were really cool action figures. The, the cartoon itself was really great. Uh, I've actually, on uh, Terrarium, I've been watching them and going through the different, you know, episodes and stuff like that. It's just such a great show. And like I said, it's one of those shows that if we were going to reboot a cartoon from the 80s as a movie today, I would love to see Centurions done today. You get Dwayne Johnson to play Max Ray. Okay. And you get two plays everything. You get, like, you get like, I don't know, maybe like you can go to the Expendables and grab any one of those fucking guys. And put them in it as the fuck. You get Sylvester Stallone to play fucking somebody, Jake Rockwell. It doesn't matter. Just get these, like, you can get Jason Statham to play Jake Rockwell. I mean, I could totally cast this fucking movie and have a great fucking movie. Then you better call somebody. 
It would be better than G.I. Joe, I can tell you that much. But uh, check it out, Centurions. It had one season, believe it or not, only one season. Uh, the toy line went pretty good, but at, towards the end of the 80s, parents got really like, I don't know if we should be shooting things, and I don't know if we should be blowing things up. And the kids were like, well, fuck yeah, we're supposed to be shooting things and blowing things up. That's what kids do. Okay, sirrah, sirrah. That's what it was. But check it out. Centurions, that's what I would say for my show. All right. Here is my gem for the week. And it's funny because it fits in with our topic, but I didn't plan it that way. The Dukes is the name of the cartoon that I picked out. The Dukes of Hazard had a cartoon. Yes, it did. Here. I mean, it was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon series, which were usually on CBS. It aired in the 80s. There were two seasons. The first season was when the dispute was going on with the original Duke boys. So they had Bo and Vance, more family orphans. And then the no, second. No, not, not Bo and Vance. It was. um, No, not Bo and Vance. It was, oh shit, what was their names? Vance was Coy. Coy and Vance. And they wore, you notice they wore the opposite colors. Yes. Plus the Dukes of Hazard, much like cartoons, wore the same outfits. There was no wardrobe changes, right? No so where Luke was blue and Bo was yellow, when they did the flip-flop and they got the new guys in, they did a flip-flop of the colors, gave them the general league because they had their own car in the beginning. Right, they if, did. They had their own car because they were all race car drivers. Yes, they were race car drivers, exactly. And that's what the series featured. It was the Duke boys and their cousin Daisy. And they went in automobile races all around the world because Boss Hog, Roscoe the Sheriff, and his um, dog Flash would yes. fight all across the these little towns to get the prize money so they couldn't get to Duke Farms. And the episode always started and it was kind of narrated by Uncle Jesse. And very yes. true to character of 80s cartoons, Uncle Jesse had a pet raccoon named Smokey, just like Fozzie had a dog. Like everybody had to have a pet. So he had a pet raccoon and he would read the postcards to start out and narrate the episode. And then the Duke boys would go and they would compete for money to save Uncle Jesse's farm. Yes. That, my friends, is my gem today. Many Koi Vance, Bo. And whoever the hell else showed up. Oh, and let me tell you something. They were hated too, by the way. Yeah, they oh, were hated. I hated. I hated that. I was and a big the Hazards fan. There was, if you go back in the news when that was happening, because that was actually, believe it or not, because 80s news was very, very slow. That was big news when the Duke boys were leaving the Dukes of Hazard. Oh, and yeah. That was another was, on television. There was talks of an African-American actor jumping in one of their spots right and that was like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> that's how crazy that was they were like I, somebody they the the way it was proposed i think is that there was a, a black guy who was going to replace Bo, <laughs> and they were like and they're what? like oh no and what? the good thing about this cartoon is you and you don't always get this like a rock and wrestling cartoon the live action people were actually the people on the cartoon. Waylon Jennings actually came back and did the beginning narrator voice yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The postcard and, and, and then Coy and Vance would do whatever. But Enos was on the show. The guy that played Enos and uh, yeah. Ben Jones was Cooter and he was on the show. So they were all on the show, which made it pretty cool. It was the two seasons of a cartoon. Everybody got a little soured on the Dukes after the whole uh, Koi and Vance situation occurred because that people got heated and those were shitty episodes. But yes. it was a cute cartoon. Go back and watch it. It's just called The Dukes. Everybody hates Koi and Vance, but season two was pretty good. So go check it out. It's very true to life and fun. The Dukes. And you bring up a good point too. I think in an upcoming episode, we're going to talk about uh, spinoffs. I think we're going to do a whole show on spinoffs spin too. We're going to. I'm going to try to see if Dan and I can get together and plan out. A month's worth of episodes so we can let you guys know that the date the episodes are going to appear and then that way everybody will be able to tune in we love to have you guys on the chat i'm glad we have people on the chat with us today normally we're on saturday mornings at 11 a.m but we had some technical difficulties with travel plans so we came on tonight to join you guys because we're not gonna leave you hanging on a weekend yeah, not at all we love this show we love doing this show. this show and we got such good feedback about when we did the batman series yeah the four episodes. So I think what you're going to end up having, like when we talked about doing these 80s series, 
we'll have an 18 episode. We'll have a Knight Rider episode. We're going to have, and we'll go through a series of 80s action TV series, and we'll go through week to week, and we'll do that kind of thing as well. There's always in between, like when we, I, when we've been doing series and whatever, we'll do one of these episodes, like what the hell's up with orphans, or like you know, sound things. We'll go in between with that. So that's, we're a new, newer show. We've been doing this for a little bit, but we're a newer show. So stay with us through the bumps and curves or everything. We love having you guys on. Dan, can oh, you do the We're going to do the Superman series as well. Oh yeah, we got to do the Superman. We, we did Batman, we have to do Superman. So we're and gonna... I want to also do video game related cartoons. Yeah, okay. Well, that one's coming up too. So Dan, give me your plugs for the week, my friend. Well, you can go to DJB Productions. That's djbproductions.com. Uh, you can, if you're in the Delaware County area, you can book me for any pub, uh, public <laughs> event, uh, DJMC or otherwise. Um, you can also go on thatwaycoolwrestlingshow.com and check out what I believe to be the greatest wrestling show on the internet. It's myself and four other guys. We've all been in the ring. Uh, we've all wrestled, so it's not a results show. This is an analytic show where we talk about really great topics. The way I describe it to people is couch potato topics. You're home, you're watching wrestling, and you say, hey, what do you think was the greatest tag team of all time? Hey, what was the worst gimmick you think was all time? We talk about that kind of stuff. We bring it up into detail. We go into the behind the scenes. We talk about all the analytic data behind it, why it worked, why it didn't work. We do a lot of great shows. We just wrapped up season three uh so you can check that out at that show.com to say the episodes are all up uh great episodes they're funny as well i even had someone who does not watch wrestling say listen i watched it i laughed and i actually learned something so that's coming from a non-wrestling fan so watch the show you're going to love that i also have djs after dark remember i'm a dj as well so we do the world according to djs uh, you can go on Facebook for That Way Cool Wrestling Show as well as DJs After Dark. And what we do is we put – I just put an episode up uh, tonight. If you go on air, it's the sex episode. We talk about the craziest places we ever had sex. That's on DJs After Dark. Uh, you can check that out. It's a great show. It's myself and about three, four other DJs. And it's just everything according to us because we're the kings of nightlife. And then, of course, on Facebook – Go to Lost in Saturday Mornings. That's for myself and Noel Harlow LaGrasso. Do a retrospect of everything that was great about 80s cartoons, uh, Saturday mornings in general, etc. So you gather up your cereal, you get in your pajamas, you jump in bed, you flip on the laptop, and you get on the, the Big Vito brand right here, and you check us out every Saturday morning when there's not a problem. <laughs> I'm going to say, get in bed with me on Saturday mornings. Yes. Or me. Or Dan. Or me. <laughs> Get the As I rub my steps. Okay. <laughs> Guys, check me out at harlowinc.com. I just updated the website. I've been working months on this website. I have a merchandise section where you can purchase things like this wonderful mug of me and Cartoon Vito. I mean, Cartoon Me and Cartoon Vito. Yes. Uh, Get this. You could get t-shirts and more. Our stuff is going to become limited edition. So designs are going to get retired within the next few weeks and new designs are going to come out. So make sure you grab your stuff now. So at harlowinc.com merchandise section, bigvito.com merchandise section, also bigvito.com updated every 24 hours with all of our brand new shows. You could check us out on Anchor FM, iTunes, Spotify, and about half a dozen other audios. We're going to have this show on and it'll be on later this evening, as well as Vito and I are going to do our poolside chat where we're going to review 1900 Park Fair at the Grand Floridian um, and talk about the characters and the food and everything wonderful. Also tomorrow we have Virtue's brand of wrestling where he updates you on the weekly wrestling news. Wednesdays we have Foxy and I recording Spilling the Reality where Mr. Vince Russo so on the Realm Network. So you can join us, or so I'm sorry, Wednesday. We moved the show to Wednesday. So it's Wednesday at 8, and then at 9, we have Thug Wives. So Janie and Jay and I'll be back with you with our spouses and Foxy Foxy. So you can check that out at 9 o'clock. Mm -hmm. love to have you comment. We're going to do Mary Kill Fuck. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Wednesday's show. So if there ever was an episode to watch, this is the episode to watch. Why? Like because why not? 
Wait till I tell the girls. So make sure you tune into the Big Vito brand right here on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Big Vito brand. So you can check out this show live and then it'll also appear on Anchor FM and our audio. But to see us carry on, you got to tune in for Thug Wipes. I'm telling you, it's the best of them next Saturday at 11 a.m. Danny J. And I will join you right back here on the Big Vito brand for another fantastic, fun-filled action episode of Nostalgia with Lost in Saturday Mornings. So guys, we will see you back here next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.